the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. We want to start today, if you have your sermon notes, a sermon called The Joy of Repentance. The Joy of Repentance. You might not have ever been told this, but without repentance, there can never be true joy. I'll explain that through the course of this message. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. This message, I'm going to read about 40 verses of Scripture, maybe more. So I hope you have your Bibles. And I hope you have your thinking caps on, because I want to teach you a few things today. But I want to go through the story read some things and read some more and explain some things best we can. How many of you ready today? You're ready. Luke chapter 1. Now, I'll tell you this too. It's going to take 25 minutes before we even get to the outline in your notes. So don't be thinking, when are we going to start writing? I just want you to listen for a while, and at the end, we'll just fill it in as quickly as we can. Okay? Is that fair? Just to give you a little heads up. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. In the time of Herod, the king of Judah... There was a priest named, what? His name was Zechariah. And I, I want to I I stop before I go any further and just tell you this. Today, we're going to look at the story of the Bible of a little baby that was born, but not the baby that you think we're going to study. Because most of you, when we come to Christmas, you think of the baby Jesus. Well, we're going to look at baby Jesus next week. Today we're going to look at another baby by the name of John, and we're going to call him Little Johnny, all right? Later, Little Johnny will become Wild and Crazy Johnny, but right now I want to read to you the story of of Little Johnny and this little boy. I know next week we'll look at Jesus, but this boy, Johnny, that we're reading about is central to the Christmas story And little Johnny is central to joy. So I hope you're paying attention. Herod, verse 5, there was a priest during that time named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division. They had had companies of priests. You didn't serve alone. You had a a division or a company that you belonged to. And Zechariah was from the priestly division of uh, Abijah. He had a wife named Elizabeth. 
She was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright, Elizabeth and Zechariah. They were both upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. These were some good people. They were, they were from Oklahoma, probably. <laughs> they had no children. No children. Because Elizabeth was barren. And they were well both... They were old. Once, verse 8, Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God. And he was chosen by lot, like a lottery, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go actually inside the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of the incense came, all of the assembled workers or the worshipers, the worshipers were, were praying and they, they were outside. He was inside. Verse 11, and then all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right side of the altar of the incense. And when Zechariah saw him, the Bible says that he was startled and it uses this phrase, he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. That's, that's every angel that shows up, that's the first thing that he says is do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name Little Johnny. Now pay pay attention to verse 14. You have to remember this verse through the rest of this message. Little Johnny will be a joy and a delight to you and to many who will rejoice because of his birth. Look at that verse again. Little Johnny will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he's never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. And many of the people of Israel will bring back uh, to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now stop right there. What you just read right there is one of the most earth-shattering, heavenly anointed, one of the most powerfully packed passages in the entire Bible if you understand the context of Luke chapter 1. When you pick up a Bible and you turn to the New Testament and you read Luke chapter 1, You have to remember that for the past 400 years that no one has heard from God. There haven't been any prophets. There haven't been angels. Just 400 years of silence. And all of a sudden in Luke 1, in our text, Zechariah was one of 18 thousand priests that were serving in jerusalem and what they did was they divided you up into these divisions and you would go to jerusalem as a priest twice in a year for a week and you would serve not all eighteen thousand priests served in the temple every day no you lived somewhere like out in the country somewhere and twice a year you would travel as a priest and you would go to jerusalem And you would serve for an entire week where you would actually work and you would serve. And when you showed up with your 
company of priests for your week of work, they did some type of lottery where they drew lots to see which of your company actually got to go inside the holy place. Now you remember there were two rooms inside the holy place. Everyone else has to stay outside. But inside you had what's called a holy place. That's where the incense was burned. And then there was another room called the Holy of Holies where only the, the high priest could go in there and he could only go in there once in a year. You know, a high priest went in there only once in an entire year. But now that holy place inside there, again, they drew lots to see who could go in there. And Zechariah, the lot fell towards him. So when he walked in there, this was the highest honor of his life. And once you got to go in there, you went in one time, you never got to go in again your entire life. Are you with me? So when Zechariah was chosen, and he walked in there, and he was right next to that curtain that blocked off the Holy of Holies. That was the closest he would ever be in his life to actually being in the presence of God. His job was to go in there and to light the incense. And then all the people were gathered outside and they were getting ready to worship. And as he would light that incense, that incense would go up and they would all see it. And it represented all of their prayers going up before a holy God. So he walks in there. This is the greatest moment of his life. He's probably really nervous. Maybe he's shaking just a little bit. I want you to pause your DVR for a second. Is that what they're called? Everybody say pause. Hold that thought. And I want to do in a television show what they call a flashback. And I want you to go back in time the previous 400 years, the last time we hear from God before this moment. And if you look in the Old Testament, the last book as we read is the book of Malachi. And the very last two verses of the Old Testament read as follows. I want to show it to you. This is Malachi. This is 400 years earlier. Malachi 4, verse 5 and 6. Here's what Malachi said. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord that the Lord is going to come. The Messiah will come one day. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children back to their father. As you look at the very end of the Old Testament, it's prophetic. And Malachi is saying one day, now they didn't know how long they'd have to wait, but they said one day, I'm going to send the prophet Elijah. And when you see the coming of Elijah, you will know that just around the corner is the coming of the Lord. When you hear from Elijah, you will know that I'm about to send the Messiah. So now let's go back to Luke chapter 1 where you had paused. This is Zechariah's big day. There's 18,000 priests in Israel. It's his week to serve. He shows up with his company. They do lot, they drew, drew lots. And Zechariah was chosen. And so he gets to go inside that holy place. This is big day. No one has heard from God for 400 years. 
And all of a sudden, an angel appears. Whoa! Zechariah is gripped with fear. His heart is beating out of his chest. He's about to call Dr. Sam. And the angel says, don't be afraid. Your wife will bear you a son. You're to name him John. Okay, 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 okay. Let's read it one more time. Verse 14. This boy will be a joy and a delight to you and to many will rejoice because of his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He's never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. And many of the people of Israel will bring back to the Lord their God. Now here it is, here it is, verse 17. All the pieces of the puzzle come together. The angel says, and he, John, will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The angel is telling Zechariah that your wife is going to give birth to a little boy and you get to name him John. And John is going to be the one who comes in the spirit and the power of Elijah like Malachi prophesied. And he will be the one who will announce the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And when he comes, he will restore all things. Let's keep reading in verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how can this be? How can I be be sure of this? I'm an old man. And my wife, well, she's along in years. She's older than dirt. And the angel answers, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I have been sent here to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And you're doubting what I have to say? Because you doubt now, you will be silent. Not able to speak until the day this happens. Until your wife gives birth. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Ladies... How many of you would like to have your husband not be able to talk for nine months? Which is the greater miracle? (laughs) Meanwhile, verse 21, the people were waiting for Zechariah. Remember, they were outside, and they were wondering, what's taking him so long to light the incense? How hard can that be? Well, verse 22... When he came out, he could not speak. They realized just by his countenance that he had seen a vision in the temple and he kept making these signs to them. He remained unable to speak. So he comes out, he can't talk. It was the first game of charades. (laughs) I mean, look at verse 22 one more time. It said when he came out, he couldn't speak to them. They they realized that he had seen a vision. He kept making these signs. 
He's unable to speak. But verse 23 says, when the time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months they lived up there in seclusion. Now, stay with me. First of all, turn to your neighbor and say, this is an amazing story. And then say this, you should come next week and hear the rest of it. It's just as amazing. So whenever we talk about Christmas, we always start in Luke chapter 2. We never read Luke chapter 1. Luke 2 is the Christmas story. We skip Luke 1. We skip the story that I just read. But, but you come back next week, we're going to look, we're going to continue the story next week. Are, are you with me on this? But here's what I want to do, because I want to talk about this little boy. He's supposed, to bring jo- he's supposed to bring joy to everyone. I don't see much joy, but he's supposed to bring joy. Many people are supposed to rejoice because of little John. That's what the angel, that's what the angel told Zechariah. You remember that? So what I want to do is I want you to turn in your Bible. We're going to skip the rest of chapter 1. We're going to skip chapter 2, the Christmas story. And I want you to go all the way to chapter 3. Take your Bible just like this. You just turn some pages. Go on, go on. I should hear some rattling of pages. Go to Luke chapter 3. There's a time gap. You just turned over about 20 or 30 years of time by the time you get to Luke 3. Little Johnny is no longer little Johnny. He's now a first century hippie. He lives out in the desert. He wears this coat made of leather and camel hair. He has never, ever had a haircut. He's like in his 30s and never had a haircut. His beard is long and full. He eats locusts. That's what he eats. And some honey. So imagine you're eating honey. You got honey and you're eating locusts. Imagine what that beard must have looked like. I can just see him ordering at the local McLocust restaurant. He pulls in, he says, I'd like a McLocust burger, and could you add a little honey to that? And the attendant asks him, would you like some some flies with that? (laughs) He had an unusual dress. He had an unusual look. He had an unusual diet. And he had an unusual message. I want you to read his message, uh, this little boy that's supposed to bring joy to everybody. What is his message? Here it is in Luke chapter 3. Let's read through this. I'll explain this. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Everybody say Caesar. He's a big wig. Then you got this guy named Pontius Pilate. He's the governor of Judea. And you got this guy named Herod, the tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip. You got this other guy named Lasanius. What kind of name is that? It's a tetrarch of Abilene. And during this is the time of the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. You know what you're reading there? You're, you're, re- you're reading uh, the names that would be in People magazine back in those days. These are the hot shots, the big wigs of Israel. They're the names that everybody followed to know what they were doing. People Magazine. (laughs) Jerusalem. (laughs) And during that time, the Word of God came to John, who was the son of Zechariah, out there in the middle of nowhere. 
And John went into all the country around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him, get ready for the coming of the Lord. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low, the crooked road shall become straight, the rough way smooth, and all of mankind will see God's salvation. And John said to the crowds that were coming out to be baptized by him, you are nothing but a brood of vipers who warns you to flee from the coming wrath of God. Why don't you produce some fruit in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves a word from Abraham. We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God could raise up children for Abraham. And then he says this in verse 9, the axe is already at the root of the tree and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. You know what this is like? This is like if you came to church today and you brought a visitor with you. Someone who's never been in this church before. This is the first time visitor. We have any first time visitors here? Anybody? This lady right here. Thank you for coming, ma'am. She's never been here before. Someone brought her, invited her. Said, you got to come to church. Oh, it's a joyful place. You got to meet Pastor Dudley. He's full of joy. I don't care how discouraged you are. Just God, if I could just, if you could just meet him, you'd just be joy. You want to be baptized? Yeah, I think I, I think I want to be baptized. Oh, let's go meet Dudley. He'll be so happy about this. Say, so bring the lady up. Hey, pastor, this is so-and-so. So, this is a first-time, first-timer, first-timer. You know how you're trying to make a, a good impression for first-timers? She's here. She's thinking about getting baptized. And I turn to her, and I go, you're nothing but a snake. Why'd you come crawling in here on your belly, you rattlesnake? What you need to do, lady, is you need to repent. Right now, for all of your sins, you're not getting in unless you repent, you sinner. I apologize, ma'am. It doesn't feel very joyful, does it? Calling people snakes and vipers. Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Dudley continues with today's message here on Lift Up Jesus. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. 
If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. Liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.